And I kind of realized when someone wants to be really productive and effective, they have to maximize three things in their life. It's time, energy, and attention. You are listening to The Productivity Podcast. This is not just another productivity podcast that puts more pressure on you to wake up at 5 a.m., work eight hours a day, or check off a hundred tasks to be productive, successful, and happy. Hey there, I'm Brittany Dixon, and we're here to create your life by design and explore the true end goal of productivity, to live a meaningful, impactful, fulfilled life and business without sacrificing your family. We are here to give you the bite-sized productivity hacks and digital organizing tips to create routines in your life and business that free up your time for family, more self-care, creativity, and passion projects, bougie meals, travel, or whatever makes you happy. We're here to help you work smarter, not harder, and live the life you love without the burnout. Let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome back to the Productivity Pod. So I'm so excited today. We are going to share three life hacks of highly productive people and helping us is Tan Pham, founder of Asian Efficiency. Tan, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm so excited to have you here. Yeah, thank you for having me. It was great to have you on my podcast as well. And I'm happy to return the favor and help your audience here today. Yeah, I was just going to say, you guys can obviously read about um, Tan in the show notes, but if you want to listen to our podcast that I had the pleasure of being on, it's episode 389 over on AsianEfficiency.com. So we'll drop the show notes link in there for you. But why don't you kind of dive in and just give us a little bit about yourself and your journey? Sure. So for those who don't know who I am, uh, my name is Tan. I uh, was actually born in a refugee camp in the Philippines, uh, even though my parents are Vietnamese. crazy stories that my parents actually met at the refugee camp, got married there, had me there, and then immigrated to the Netherlands where I grew up for most of my life. So uh, I speak Dutch, I have a Dutch passport, and uh, I consider myself Dutch, even though I don't yeah. necessarily look like a <laughs> typical Dutch person. <laughs> and my dream has always been to live in the United States. So ever since I was six years old, I said to myself, you know what, so after watching all these movies and visiting one time, I really want to live in the US. And so uh, eventually, I make that dream come true. And along the way, I every decision I made since then was all about how do I get to the United States? I went to a bilingual school. I read a lot of books. I studied English. I watched a lot of TV shows, learning how to pick up the language. And uh, once I was able to go to the U.S., I went to college over there. I uh, had a great time, but quickly realized that college really wasn't for me. So I... Uh, committed the cardinal sin number one of any Asian kid, and that is to drop out of school, which I did after about two and a half years. And so uh, because I was on a visa, uh, you have to stay enrolled in school in order to stay eligible to be in the country. And so um, I was ineligible after a point, and I got a letter saying, hey, Tian, it seems like you're not enrolled in school right now. Uh, Unfortunately, you would have to leave the country. And so uh, I left the U.S. and I kind of went soul searching for a few years. And uh, I started a blog called Asian Efficiency, where I shared my kind of lessons I've learned from like all the courses that I've taken, all the books I've read on like being efficient, being effective, being productive. Uh, I've always been very interested in that topic. And I always get a lot of people asking me, hey, Tim, how do you manage your to-do list or how do you manage your calendar? And I was like, you know, I'm going to start a blog and just write about it every single week to help my friends and family. So instead of asking me all the time the same question, I'm going to say, hey, read this blog post that I wrote. I'm going to answer exactly the things that you want to know. And uh, and so I started to do that for about a year and a half. And it was just a passion project. And it accidentally turned into a, a business because I just got so many people asking me, 
uh, for advice and coaching and consulting. And I said, no, like I, I don't do this for money. This is just honestly a passion project. But obviously after right. know, getting <laughs> out of the country and living of my savings, I said, you know what? Maybe I should turn this into a business. Uh, yeah. There seems to be an appetite for this. And that's how that accidentally got started. And now we have you know, a big podcast called The Productivity Show. I've helped over 15,000 people over the last 10 years. And uh, I'm still just as excited helping people here today, just becoming more productive at work and in life. I love that. Um, and I learned new things about you too, right? Because we didn't talk about a lot of that when I was on your podcast. So I love love all of that. That's so awesome that you had that dream and like you made it happen. You came here, you came to the US and did whatever you had to. So um, awesome. Well, I'm excited to dive in and talk about productivity. Obviously, it's one of my favorite things ever. And you have had the pleasure of talking to some really awesome productivity professionals in the field. And I really want to dive into kind of those three life hacks that you, you've probably seen lots of different um, things overlap with a lot of these people and their morning routines and things like that. So really the three life hacks that you see as trends in these people that are super, super successful. Yeah. So I've been doing this for over a decade now. And one of the things I've learned from studying other productivity methods and how people do things, uh, both from reading people's biographies to people that are alive right now and how to do things and people that I've coached and worked with. And I kind of realized when someone wants to be really productive and effective, they have to maximize three things in their life. It's time, energy, and attention. And this is how I came up with the T framework, which is our productivity methodology for helping people. And when you have all three currencies, I like to consider them the pillars of productivity, then you will inevitably live a productive life. So if you have the time to do the things you want to do, you have the energy to do the things you want to do, you're doing the right things, it's inevitable that you're going to be productive. However, if you miss one of those three, it becomes much more challenging to be productive. And so one of the things that I always want to encourage people is when they first usually come to us, it's it's because they lack time. So if you're listening to this right now and you feel like you're in that situation where you don't have a lot of time for the things that matter to you, whether it's, you know, growing your business or launching it or making sure that it's operationally effective, um, how do we create the time and space to make that happen, right? And if you're a business owner, one of the biggest opportunities that I see people have that they're not taking advantage of is delegation. Just the simple idea that, you know, when you're starting your business, uh, and you know this as well, Brittany, you, you do everything in the beginning, right? You do the marketing, <laughs> you do the product delivery, you do the accounting, like you do the customer service. Yeah. They like say everything. 17 hats, but I'm pretty sure it's like 47 hats that you're wearing. It's, it's crazy. And add a little top that maybe yeah. you're a parent as well. You yep. have kids, right? You have a relationship. Like you actually have a normal life outside of that as well. That 100%. requires time too, right? Yep. So then you go, okay, where do I have the time to do everything I need to do? Well, you don't. So this is where delegation becomes so important. And as a business owner, this is one of the first things you have to learn because otherwise the ceiling of your business is really your time or your growth. Yep. If you're not growing, your business can't grow either. First things you must learn is how do I delegate something? And so there's like three things to affect the delegation. You have to be able to describe your vision to someone. You have to be able to give them all the resources they need in order to succeed. And then you have to give them the definition of done. Like what does done actually look like? And so when you're able to give all three to someone, like a vision, resources, and the definition of done, that's all they really need to be able to say, okay, I have everything I need. 
I know what I need in terms of resources. This could be like a login information somewhere. It could be a credit card. It could be uh, access to you know Dropbox or something. Whatever they need to succeed, let's make sure we give it to them, right? And these are all the resources. And most of us are pretty good at talking about the vision, but oftentimes lack giving people the resources. Yeah. And then the third thing is a clear definition of done. How do they know that they met your standard, right? So if, if you delegate saying, uh, design me a new logo, and that's it. You say, yeah. hey, I wanted it to be orange and gray, right? Maybe those are the resources. And uh, you want to say, uh, you know, it has to be kind of colorful and, and girly or feminine. What does that even mean, right? Yeah. So another way to provide someone with resources to say, what are some visuals that you really like that you think that, you know, would work for your brand, for your company, right? So you want to give a lot of visual examples in order to help that person. And then the definition of done could be something like, okay, I want to have a, a logo that is in my Dropbox, 1000 pixels by 1000 pixels, and has gone through at least two iterations with my feedback. And that's, I, I've heard from so many people, I've worked with lots of clients and they're like, oh, my VA just doesn't work out. It just doesn't work out. It doesn't work out. And I think to your point, they're lacking a lot of this. They're lacking either the right tools. They haven't given them access to things. They haven't told them um, where to get things. Loom is an amazing tool. I'm sure you use um, now that they've made it easy, even easier for us to tell people how to do things. Uh, you do a video and you're like, this is exactly what I'm looking for and how to do it. Uh, but I think that a lot of people are lacking that what is done and like what is your version of done because if you just hand it off to someone with no expectation then there's going to be miscommunication it's not going to work out and then you're going to get a bad taste in your mouth for delegation which you can't have because in order to maximize your time you've got to delegate so i think that's huge yeah the first five times this is something i always tell people who are new to delegation yeah. expect that the first five times don't go as well as you'd like it to be because yep. you're literally learning a new skill, yep. which is what delegation essentially is. And so expect that the first five times don't go as well as you hope it would like. So you want to make sure that you're training this person, you're treating it as a training process because over time, they will get how you think. They will get what your preferences are and how you like to do things. And so once you get over the initial five, then oftentimes the powers get unlocked is what I oftentimes see. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, like you said, a lot of times when they uh, fail the first time, they get kind of like mini trauma in a way and they go, yes. oh, delegation <laughs> doesn't work. Like this is not for me. And then they give up and then they're stuck at that level where they can't 100%. grow their business. 100%. I love that you said that was a skill too, just like time management and all of these different things. It's something that you have to build on your own. And then it starts to build as you bring more people in and things like that. Um, I think one of the biggest things for solopreneurs who are still doing everything is letting go of control. Do you have any tips on that? Yeah, letting go is obviously a big part of delegation because yeah. in order to delegate, you have to trust someone else to mm -hmm. do the things that uh, you would like them to get done or otherwise you could do yourself, right? So yeah. a lot of times people will say, oh, you know, I can do it better than anybody else, right? And that might be true, uh, but that's something that will come up very often or they're not, they can't do it as fast as I can. But that might be true as well. One way I like to flip it around is to say, well, your time is limited. You can only have 24 hours in the day. What if you had five people working for you who all did the things you did? Imagine them working all on the task, on the, on the stuff that's on your to-do list. Yeah. And you can focus on the things that you truly enjoy. Because I know there's a lot of things on there that you don't enjoy. 
But yep. guess what? There are other people out there who enjoy the things that you don't particularly like, right? So for example, if you don't like doing customer service, a lot of people are out there who love to do this yep. sort of stuff, would love to work for you and do those things. And so we want to create this harmony of like, okay, how can I, as an entrepreneur or as a solopreneur, do the things that I'm naturally very gifted at and good at? And how do I delegate something else to other people who are excited to do that, but yeah. you're, you are not. And that's how we can create this like economy of like yeah. a business essentially. And I see that so much is that, yes, you can do it and you can figure it out and you can Google it and you can watch YouTube videos and you can do all of that, but you're paying in time or money. So why would you not pay someone in money who loves doing it and doesn't have to research it and they can actually just do it so much faster, get to, get way more done in that time frame for your money, and then you're doing the things that you actually love. So I think a lot of this comes on to like your onboarding process too and making sure your person is enrolled in your vision and your why and the that they know what the company is about. So I think there's a lot of pieces that come before that, but definitely knowing that you can get back into your zone of genius if you delegate and actually can scale your business is huge. Yeah. And I know you're very big on the onboarding process yeah. <laughs> and making sure that first you know, setup or on-ramp is, is perfect and ideal for whoever comes on. And when it comes to delegation, uh, making sure that the first few times when you delegate are things that are non-critical because yes. oftentimes when there's a lot of things at stake, you become very hesitant to delegate. However, got, like emotion attached to it and then you don't do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And if something doesn't go as right or, or as planned, yeah. then you, you freak <laughs> out, you get very emotional, you know, and then you give up. Right. Yeah. So how about we delegate something that is on the bottom of your to-do list? It would be kind of nice to have done but it's not very urgent at all. That's yeah. oftentimes where I recommend people start because if it fails or it doesn't go so well, right? Like I mentioned, we want to expect that the first five times just don't go as planned. Then oftentimes if it doesn't go well, you go, oh, okay, you know what? This is just a learning process. This is a skill. Whereas, you know, if I'm cooking and I'm like having everything on the line yeah. to like <laughs> impress my parents, you know, or impress my uh, girlfriend's parents for the first time, uh, and I've never cooked before. Guess what? I'm going to be right. Extremely you probably nervous. want to practice a few times before that. Exactly. And so when you look at any stand-up comedian, when they do their show, guess what? They've practiced so many times, yeah. you know, in the bedroom, in the shower, like at home, in front of friends, like low stakes before they do it on the big stage. And it's kind of like the same idea here. If we want to delegate something, let's do it low stakes first and then move up to the big stuff. You crave a community of like-minded individuals who just get you. You were looking for the shortcuts and systems to help you work smarter, not harder in your business. You were looking for help with tech and tools. You were looking for the accountability and someone to keep pushing you to move the needle forward. You need to bounce ideas off of others and stop feeling so alone running your business. The Productivity Pod community is here for you. We are all about community, connection, and creating a business that supports your goals and dreams without the burnout and sacrifice. We host a free monthly office hours where you can bring your burning business questions, a coffee and connections call to get to know each other, and a members mingle happy hour for some fun and your favorite beverage. You can post your free offers and events in the group and create co-working pods to get stuff done together. We have a separate app to eliminate social media distractions. Come to the pod with intention. Join free at the productivitypodcommunity.co. 
Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And I I love the fact that you're talking about how it's a skill. Like it's not something that's going to come overnight. It's not something that's going to be perfect the first five times. It's something that you have to build and build and build and it gets easier and easier. And then you're going to be doing it in your sleep. So then kind of in the time section, what are some tips maybe that you have on managing your time? Because honestly, I think everything that I do with clients and students all comes back to time and calendar management. Like it all comes back to the basics that if they're not meeting their goals, it's because they're not managing their time. So what tips do you have around time management? Yeah. So uh, there's a lot of things you can do when it comes to managing your time. And there's like a million tips when you Google. Yeah. <laughs> but what I have found, especially for the modern day, is we're oftentimes overcommitted. And the first thing I recommend that people do is start to declutter their calendar because oftentimes you can win back like four to five hours a week. No problem. Because uh, let's say you have a 30 minute meeting. Now that 30 minute meeting, oftentimes you might think, oh, it's only 30 minutes. In reality, there's actually three parts to every single process, if we may call it. A a starting process itself, and then there's an endings. And so when we have that 30 minute meeting, let's say we we're doing a podcast here today, guess what? Before the podcast actually happens, uh, I have to do some prep work. I want to make sure I know what's coming up. Um, who's listening to this podcast, uh, what the questions might be, what my answers might be, uh, how can I deliver it in the right way? Uh, I might have to get dressed. Otherwise, you know, you might see me in my pajamas and that's not (laughs) professional. And so there's all these things I have to do before I have this like quote unquote meeting, right? So there's a lot more time involved there. Maybe like 30 minutes, sometimes even an hour. And then after the podcast is done or after the meeting is done, I might have to do some follow-up. There's like maybe action items that we've talked about that we said, hey, let's do this. Uh, maybe there's another uh, thing that we have scheduled now that we have to do. Uh, so there's a lot of things after the meeting that have to be done as well. So that 30-minute thing on your calendar is actually much more like an hour, hour and a half, sometimes two hours, depending on what it might, right? And so if you can eliminate stuff on your calendar, even if it's just like one or two hours, actually, you probably double the amount of time that you just read up yeah. on your calendar. And so that's always the first thing I recommend people do is, do you really have to do everything that's on your calendar? What are some things that are nice to have or optional that you can get rid of? I love that. I love thinking about literally everything that goes on to your calendar as a three-part thing, because it is. If if a podcast, a client meeting, a team meeting, literally everything is going to have some kind of prep, the actual meeting itself, and then stuff afterwards. Um, I talk about this a lot in my days by design method and routines by design is all the stuff that you have on your goals list, if it's not in your calendar, it will not happen. We've got to put it in. We've got to put buffer time in. If you're driving places, you need to have time in before and after that. You run out of time really fast when you start putting everything that you have to do on your calendar, for sure. And one thing I've found that people uh, find always very helpful when it comes to benchmarks is, you know, what constitutes a productive day, right? Like how many hours should I be working? How many hours should I be spending on stuff, on my goals or whatever? And so maybe some some benchmarks might be helpful here for a lot of people that are listening is one thing I found is most people don't even have one hour of uninterrupted time on their calendar. And so if you can get to that stage first where you have one hour just for yourself, and you have that maybe four or five times a week, that's huge. Like you can accomplish so much in four to five hours of extra time that you want to focus on growing your business or starting your business or whatever is most present to you right now. And so the first thing I would recommend people do is, you know, let's get to that 
benchmark first. Like how can we get one hour of time just for ourselves where nobody interrupts us? Yeah. And if you're not there quite yet, maybe start with 30 minutes. Maybe that's the starting point for you and then work your way up to an hour. And that I think that is something that's realistic for everyone. Um, yeah. And like you said, what's important to you, right? So it's going to look completely different per person. Uh, so like with our days by design, we talk about lifestyle design first and then business design and then your routine design, because if you're building your business design first, and then you're trying to fit your lifestyle in it, you're going to be out of time. So you're not going to be able to do those things. We're building businesses to create the lifestyle we want. So we really need to dive into what are those things that are most important and how can we actually block out time? So I think that's huge. Even just your morning routine or 30 minutes at the end of the night with no kids and nobody with you having an uninterrupted time to be able to do what you want or journal or plan the next day, whatever that looks like. But it's huge. Decluttering your calendar is a game changer for sure. It took me about six or seven years to figure that out that I need to yeah. design my lifestyle <laughs> first and then my business and then everything else. Yeah. So we, we just did this workshop last month and we're doing it again this month, um, days by design. And it's, I was like, why am I trying to fit all the business or the lifestyle stuff in afterwards? Like I'm building this business for the lifestyle, we need to start with that. And I think that's a huge mindset shift for people because when you're building a business, like that's just the first place your mind goes and you're like business, 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 like hundred percent. And then family stuff you miss out on, or you're not going to things that you want to do from self-care standpoint or any of that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, we did that last month and it, it was pretty good hit with our people. So it's a game changer. Think about your lifestyle first, for sure. Yeah, everything else kind of fits around that, right? And the oh, same yeah. thing with goal setting. It's, yes. it's kind of the same idea there. It's like, how do we make sure that everything is in alignment? And when you look at the most productive people, you'll start to notice that everything is in alignment. And they're very intentional with their time. They don't let people in. They have boundaries. They're not sending emails to clients at 9 p.m. at night. Like they, They're very intentional with their time, for sure. Exactly. Like a great analogy I like to give people is, you know, if you think about your most important goal all the time, you start to realize how easy it is to say no to certain things. So for yes. example, if your goal right now is to lose, let's say 10 pounds, right? Like that's the number one thing, like maybe you have a wedding coming up, there's something yeah. important where you'll want to look great. And you know, like this is the number one thing, nothing else matters. Guess what? If someone invites you to go to uh, a really fancy dinner where there's like a lot of food, you might say, you know what? This is not for me because it doesn't help me with my goal right now. So it makes it really easy for you to say no. Same thing, like if you're trying to save money and someone's saying, hey, let's go on vacation or let's go on a trip, you might, no, that's, that's not really going to help me. But then on the flip side, you also start to see a lot more opportunities that, yeah. that are in alignment. So if someone says, hey, Tian, uh, think about going for a, a walk or something, we can catch up. Would you like to join me? I'm like, yeah, great. Like I can get to catch right. up with someone, but also walk and burn off more calories, right? Because now I'm so focused on yeah. my goals. And so, I think that's huge because there's so many people that they think they're clear on their goals, but they're not as clear as they could be. And they don't write them down constantly. I think that's one thing I see in so many successful people is like, they write their goals down all the time, even though it's the same thing. They do it over and over and over and make sure everything aligns with it. Make sure that every decision they're making is moving them forward towards those goals. I think that is huge in being successful for sure. Yeah. Otherwise you'll kind of get in this zone where you're just kind of living life, but you're not really intentional and yep. you'll just be very reactionary to whatever happens. Oh, right? for so, sure. You just say yes to everything. Exactly. <laughs> We've so, all been there. <laughs> aside from writing the goal, which I think I agree is very important. One thing that uh, I always like to remind people of as well is you actually have to remind yourself every single day 
what your priorities are, what your goals are. Just like every single day is a new day, you kind of have to treat it as such and say, okay, what's one thing that I can do today to get me closer to my goal? And if you don't do that, you just kind of live life as as it happens and you're very reactionary and just kind of say yes to whatever comes to mind. Instead of saying, hey, this is my sort of guiding principle, like this is what I'm trying to move towards. Like what is in front of me right now that is going to steer me towards that direction? If we have no direction of where we're going, the analogy I like to give people is it's kind of like driving a car in foggy weather where you're driving really slow. You can't see far ahead and you might be driving the whole time and driving around in circles. But if you don't know where you're going, yes, you might be busy and doing stuff all the time, but you're not going anywhere. I knew we got along for a reason. I use that analogy all the time. Not the fog, but going on a road trip with no end destination sounds like a great time, but probably not the best way to build like sustainable life and business that's going to get you your goals and everything that you want. So I love that. So we've touched a lot on managing time and your attention, making sure you know you know what you are wanting and where you're going to go to get there. You had talked about energy. Let's talk about that because I think especially in women, we have a lot of women listeners, that's really hard to manage because we've all got kids and spouses and houses to take care of on top of ourselves and our business. So I'd love to hear some of your feedback on the energy side of things. So the number one force multiplier for energy is uh, drum roll sleep. Right. <laughs> so this is like the most boring topic in the world in that sense, because your parents' favorite punishment of going to bed early is actually your number one joy later on as you get older, because you actually want to enjoy sleep more. And uh, what I recommend that people do, and so oftentimes the first thing I do when I work with new clients is I work on their sleep hygiene, because I know that if they have an extra hour of sleep or just an extra hour of like quote unquote energy in their day, that can make such a big difference. And so one of the first things I always recommend people do is say, hey, let's try to get an extra hour of sleep in, in about two weeks. And the way we're going to get there is I'm not going to make a drastic change to your schedule or anything, uh, because oftentimes people think they have to wake up early to be productive, but that's not true. You just have to have enough sleep so that you feel really good. Okay. And a secret to getting up early, if you really wanted to, is actually going to bed earlier. That's right. <laughs> really that simple. <laughs> and so what I recommend people do is every single day, you try to go to bed five minutes earlier than you would normally would. Okay. So I'm not trying to say like you have to go an hour of bed earlier uh, because that's oftentimes very challenging, just five minutes a day at a time. And so if you start on a Monday, you go to bed, let's say at midnight. Okay. And on Tuesday, you go to bed at 11.55. You know, Wednesday, 11.50. And so you, you try to add an extra five minutes that you go to bed a little earlier. And what you find out if you do that is within two weeks, guess what? You will have slept an extra hour by that period. And that can be such a difference for so many people. Because oftentimes if we have the energy and we have slept well, we're less likely to eat junk food. We're less likely to procrastinate. We're able to concentrate a little bit longer. We feel happier. And oftentimes uh, I'm quoted for this phrase saying, happy people are productive people. And that's one thing I truly believe in. And when you feel good and you slept well, you'll just naturally be more productive without even having the right tools or having any specific knowledge. 100%. Yeah. I remember back in the hustle days when I had my laptop at midnight, one o'clock, falling asleep on the couch, all of those things, right? 
I wasn't productive. Like I was not doing, I was just literally like clicking around and doing stuff, but I was busy and it was not like, I was not doing things that actually were needle movers. I was doing stuff that wasn't necessary and I didn't get the sleep that I needed. And then it was this vicious cycle of doing that the next day and the next day and the next day. And it catches up with you very quickly. Burnout can be real and it can happen real fast. So um, I will tell you the one thing that I changed is I stopped working at night and I got my full eight hours. And once I started doing that, taking better care of myself, putting systems in place, all of that good stuff, like the sleep was the biggest thing. If I don't get my eight hours, like it's not going to be a crazy productive day. Exactly. Yeah. So if you're listening right now, you feel like, oh, I wish I had more energy or I wish I was more productive. Yeah. If you, there's if there's only one thing you take away from day, try to get that extra hour of sleep in in the next two weeks, and you'll see a major difference. Yeah, I think, and I think that's the biggest thing people cut out, right? They're like, "Oh, it's fine. I only need five hours of sleep. Like, I'm just going to keep working. I'm going to keep going." But it will catch up with you, and it will catch up with you very, very quickly. I will say the other thing for me that was probably huge was um, drinking water. And again, you know, like drum roll, like magic bullet sleep and water. Um, it, it was huge. It was huge. When I was drinking enough water and sleeping, like I just felt so much more prepared and ready to dive in and then get stuff done, turn the computer off and then do it again. So I think that it comes back to the basics, right? Time management, water, sleep. That's it. Everyone wants the magic pill. <laughs> yeah. One thing I have found that to be, uh, in conjunction with water to be really helpful is, uh, electrolyte powders because, okay. When we have enough uh, minerals in our body, we actually function a lot better. Yeah. And so uh, I'm not affiliated with this brand whatsoever, but yeah. the one brand that I do like is called LMNT. People pronounce those elements. Okay. And you can look it up. And I've tried a lot of electrolyte powders, but I will yeah. say this is my favorite because it's the best tasting. Okay. It's not necessarily the cheapest, but when you drink it, you'll immediately feel within 15 minutes, like so much more hydrated and focused um, just wow. because you have the right minerals in place. So a lot of magnesium, potassium, uh, and sodium. So we'll make sure we have all three so that we feel our best. Um, so you had touched on like, you don't have to get up at 5am and do the whole like morning routine thing, right? So kind of give people a little bit of insight into your morning routine. Cause I am also not a morning person. Like I would rather tack that on at the end of the day kind of thing, um, get my sleep, all of that jazz. So what does your morning routine look like? Yeah. So one thing to think about morning routines, especially if you're someone listening right now, that is not a morning person. Uh, oftentimes when they hear the idea of a morning routine, they go, oh, like that's not for me because yeah. <laughs> I'm not a morning person, right? So one thing I've discovered to help people in that situation is to rephrase it as a startup routine. Okay. So regardless of what time you wake up, think of it as like a startup routine of how you get ready for the day. Because getting ready for the day is like setting the table before you have dinner. You want to make sure everything is good to go. And the whole idea of a morning routine or a starter routine is setting ourselves up for success. Because one thing I've realized is if you have one negative thought in the morning or after you wake up, oftentimes that can derail you for the rest of the day or even for the rest of the morning, right? So have you ever driven to work uh, on a freeway and someone cut you off and you're like, yep. <laughs> you know, like, you know, you're a little bit upset and like you walk in and you tell people about it. It makes it so much more difficult to get started when you're feeling anxious and you feel like a little bit upset, right? Imagine walking into the office with all these negative emotions. It's just so difficult to be focused and productive. And on the flip side, imagine walking into the office, you're happy, you're excited, yes. <laughs> you're focused, you know exactly what you need to do. Guess what? 
you are going to be much more productive than the other person, right? So how do we get to that stage every single day? Well, that's where a morning routine or a starter routine comes in because that essentially is the whole purpose of it is to get yourself ready, to feel good about yourself, know exactly what you need to do. And so one of the things I always like to do is after I wake up, I drink water right away. So I usually like to drink 16 ounces of water with uh, electrolyte powder to make myself hydrated, feel good about myself. Um, Then I'll uh, look at my goals and I'll start to journal because I want to make sure that one, I know what my goals are. I know what my top priority is for today. And then they'll start to journal and say, hey, what make today a productive day? What's the one thing that I can do today that will move me forward to towards my goal? Yeah. And oftentimes, if you feel like you're doing a lot of stuff and you're not feeling productive, it's oftentimes because you can't answer the question, what is a productive day? Because if you cannot answer that question, you have this moving target that yeah. changes all the time. And then you start to do stuff, but then you never hit your target. And so you start to feel like, oh, I'm actually not that productive, even though you might, you might have been very productive. And so I always want to answer that question for myself. What constitutes for a productive day today? And so once I've answered that question, I know what my top priorities are, then I'll just kind of do everything else that everyone else does, right? Getting ready, getting dressed, uh, especially if you're working from home, I would always recommend, even if nobody else sees you, getting dressed signaling to yourself and to your body and to your mind to get in this headspace of like, Hey, I mean business today. Like I need yeah. to get stuff done. Whereas if I wear my pajamas, I have this yeah. association <laughs> of like just being relaxed and everything is fine. And yeah, I'm not as productive. That's a huge one for me. I get up, get showered, ready, dressed, hair, makeup, the whole nine yards, even though I'm home and no one's going to see me. It's, it's a game changer. I do it all the time. And I can tell the difference between if I'm wearing yoga pants and not dressed up versus getting dressed for sure. Yeah. For me, I know like everyone has that one trigger that will just make you go, okay, I need to get dressed right now. (laughs) And it changes everything. So for me, I know, for example, if I do my hair, then everything else usually follows. But if I don't do my hair, then everything just falls apart. (laughs) Awesome. Well, this has been really, really great. I love the T method. I am all about the acronyms here. We've got all kinds of them. So I love that yours is time, energy, and attention. I think that is huge for productivity for sure. Um, You've had some really, really great tips here. Do you have any resources or something else that you feel like would be really helpful for our audience? Oh, absolutely. We we have a lot of free guides that people can go check out. So if you're like, hey, I need to have a morning routine uh, I can send you like a page that we have about all the morning routines that we have and that we recommend. Uh, yeah. We also have a list of apps that we recommend as well uh, and how to manage your time better. So we have a time management guide as well. So I'll make sure to give it to you, Brittany. So you'll have it that we can share with people in the show notes. And we also have a podcast called The Productivity Show. So if you want to listen to that, we have that as well. Awesome. Awesome. Yes, that would be amazing. Um, are you on any specific so- social platform that would be good for people to follow? Yeah, you can find me uh, on Twitter at Asian Efficiency and also on Instagram at The Real Tan and uh, Asian Efficiency as well. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Tan, this has been great. Thank you so, so much for your time and for coming on here. Um, if listeners have any questions, they can definitely reach out to you. Do you have the best place for them to reach out and email or anything you want to drop in the show notes? Yeah, they can email me at tan at asianefficiency.com. This is an inbox that I personally manage. Yay. So be sure to drop me a note and I'm happy to help you. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. And uh, listeners, we will see you guys next time.